today will be interviewing Abdulhamid Oguver and Samarafa. Abdulhamid is a first class graduate of mechanical engineering from the University of Lagos, Nigeria. He is a founding member of Professor Ayodele Awojobi Design Competition, PAADC, Nigeria's largest student initiated design competition, which encourages students around the country to solve societal problems using technology. As part of his undergraduate experience, he functioned in various capacities in ISEC and also partook in a six-week volunteer exchange experience with African Children Feeding Scheme in Johannesburg, South Africa, where he contributed to the team's effort in feeding 31,000 people every day. Abdulhamid also served as a community manager for Semicolon Africa, a community of technology software engineers, enterprise architects, and project managers who are building the next generation of world-class African businesses. He is passionate about leadership, problem-solving, and community engagement. Samuel is a recent first-class graduate from the Department of Mechanical Engineering, University of Lagos. He was a student leader who spent a large th- part of his time organizing the Professor Ayodele Awojobi Design Competition. He was part of the pioneering team as the General Secretary and held the post of head guest and panelist and chief sustainability officer in his subsequent years. As a student, he gained experience in fast-moving consumer goods, FMCG, and marketing and oil servicing sectors. Through internships at the Nigerian Bottling Company, Royal Bonus Nigeria, and Kakasa Engineering Limited, he is currently interested in furthering his studies in industrial engineering and has spent some time developing skills in data science. Hello everyone, welcome back to Student Spotlight Series. My name is Crazy Manandi. And today's spotlight is on two of our special guests, Amid Ubile and Samuel Afa. Can we meet you, please? Hello, guys. Hello, everybody. My name is Hamid Abdul Hamid Ubile. I'm Samuel Afa. Okay, brief introduction <laughs> of yourself. Okay, so just finished Unilag class of 2019, mechanical engineering. That's me. Um, same, the same, finished it up too, and um, I'm just there, I'm chilling at the moment, so, yeah, so we're chilling. <laughs> okay, good. So, um, Hamid, in 2018, okay. you led the team that organized Nigeria's largest student initiated technology team's design competition, yeah. which is the Professor Ayodele Awojobi Design Competition, PADC, and it was a great success. Um, having organized the student event personally yeah. on campus, I know it's definitely not an easy one to pull off. It's like a very demanding thing to do. Yeah. Um, what were the things you capitalized on to make the event a successful one? Okay, so... Um... I know it's quite a mouthful, Professor Ayodele Awojobi Design Competition. We just call it PADC. People say PADAC, but I don't know what that is. It's PADC. So the 
pay this story is not for me it's um from my brother my and mentor abba abba and sonny abba um abba had a vision for pdc in 2017 and dragged me on board i think what really helped paadc was the people at the end of it was the people we we were family and that's 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 the truth but um the culture the PADC created from 2017, the people we had that were really, really willing to sacrifice, those same people and a lot of the new people that joined us in 2018, people running up and down, we have school, we have projects, people going for meetings, so um, writing lab reports in the night. I think at the end of the day, what really made PADC um, 2.0 back in 2018 his success was the amazing people we had on the team. Okay, that's great. Um, also, it's important to know that even whilst you were working on PADC, you had academics and you still did exceptionally well. You were able to reach the 4.7. And also, Samuel, both of you were working on PADC together and you still had great grades. Um, so, how would you say you were able to balance all of this and still? and with a good first class and all of this. So we'll go first. Oh, okay, um, for me, and I think it, it applies to him also, is teamwork. Um, so we, we are a group of friends that we had academics, we were in the same class, about three of us, and we also had PADC. We it got some time that um, we, had to, we had to split. So this was how it went. So if we had meetings to attend in the PADC and we also had a lab report to write, um, we would say, okay, um, guy, would you go for the meeting and then you stay back for the lab reports? So um, in essence, what I'm saying is that um, we had to strategize at some point and we had to like, um, um, let's go what's less important. And we had to know what was very, very important. We knew that academics was quite important and what we're doing was also important. So we had to look for a plan that worked. And um, we discovered that teamwork was the best way to go about this. So we, since, since we are doing the same thing, about three of us, we had to like split and then work together to achieve our goals. So that was how um, we were able to do this. Yep, yep. Samuel, Samuel says the truth and we're, yeah, but three or four of us that were very good friends and we tended to be working on the same project as undergraduates and Samuel is being humble because it's someone that used to bother us. So Samuel, <laughs> Samuel is the teacher. So the truth is that when you have um, coursework for something as intense as mechanical engineering, you don't quite have the time to do any other thing. If you're going to say, okay, I'm doing making and I need a great grade, you, you really don't have the time to do any other thing. So what we did, as I said, is we tended to kind of divide and conquer. But what happened was somebody like Samuel, who is the um, ZFICO, but Samuel is a big book. So at the end of the day, me, for example, three weeks to every exam, I ended up going to squat with Samuel in Georgia Hostel in the lab so that he would teach me. <laughs> yeah, because um, I'd been in Georgia until like year two, but after I was on private accommodation. But 
it's not sustainable when you are running up and down for meetings and planning and you have coursework so at the end of the day we just hustle it well you take this you take this let me teach you this then i mean we did not sleep that well i slept better than he did but we <laughs> 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 didn't sleep that well but th that's about it okay that's great and someone one thing that struck me was your academic progression and you came in through diploma and your first semester which was the second your second year you started out with a 3.76 which is a second class upper yeah. And you ended up graduating with a 4.72 and also ended up being the best from your diploma set. Yes. Um what would you say what would you say what would you say influenced like how are you able to how are you able to okay. go up? Well, so the thing is that um everything depends on the people around you. So um the people around me, we are, we are good guys. We all had goals that we wanted to achieve and getting a first class was part of it. And at the, the semester was tough. The very first semester was quite tough and only a few people were able to perform very well. But still, um, those few people were among my friends. So, and I were felt... Guys, sorry, were you guys friends? Before? Yeah, we just met at that, yes. at that point. We, we just met where he came from, diploma. We all in Jaja. Yes, oh, really? Yeah. Nice. So, and I used to see one boy that um, had timetable. I mean, it was a robot. So, <laughs> he, he usually comes to the room at 7 p.m., then he will sleep till about 11, wake up at 11, then he will walk till 4 or 5, and then sleep. So, I was, I was curious that why would somebody be like this? I, I did not... I did not see the need to um, do all those things. I just attended to life as it came. Okay, so chill. That means when you first entered, you were not all about the first class. Um, I knew my father wanted me to be the first class. I did not know I wanted it for myself. Um, um, I did. I the way I go about things naturally is to just um, attend to them as it comes. I never saw the need to plan. So I I wanted the first class, but. I did not know that this was the way they went about it. You had to like read from the beginning. You had to like um, plan ahead to see. And, like you have to like do a lot of things, go beyond what the lecturer taught you. And uh, I was also notorious for sleeping in class. So, <laughs> so um, I, 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 in every class I slept for at least thirty minutes. So did that continue? Like, was it just in your first semester, or you did this trial? That was in my first semester. Yeah, I don't like. <laughs> That was my first semester. I was not. I was. I was. I was just there. I believed that. Okay, that was the lecturer. After the uh, that was what the lecturer taught. After the class, I just took that note down. I was not bored that that much. I knew that. Oh, I believed that I was smart, and I didn't like took more than being smart to achieve that. So what changed? Yes. What changed? So um, my approach to my academics changed. Um, the people around me influenced me. So. Um, there was one other robot that was more than Ibrahim. I made his name is Ibrahim. I had to move closer to him to observe what he was doing to achieve good grades. And then um, I noticed that, okay, the way I went about it was the problem, not my being smart or, or my level of intelligence. So I had to like um, map out another plan to achieve this. And since then, I've, I've moved into that level. Okay, that's great. 
So, what would you say were the things that worked for you as regards balancing all of this your engagements? What were the things you say you actually did? So, were you, because um, someone said, I mean, you were a planning person. What other things did you have to, because there's the fact that you have to prioritize, you know, the things you give your attention. So, what was it like, like, if I would say, what was your strategy? Okay. So, um, and some of us about one thing, I'm a planner, and like I tend to um, have maybe a vision board or some sort of um, physical plan, at least written down that this is what I want to do for this year, this is how I divide my time. And um, so, so, the thing with plans is that many times you plan and fail anyway, but you tend to feel better than if you had not planned. Because if you don't plan, you can't even measure success. So, um, for me, I was permanently juggling balls. Um, after my first year, which I was mostly focused on academics and watching series. <laughs> but yeah, for my second year, I became active in ISEC. So, there's all, they always balls to juggle. Maybe it's ISEC, maybe it's classwork. Maybe it's personal um, reading books or whatever. There was just always there were just always things to do, and um, for me there was something Mojo, Mojo Lakeshiro X I said, talked about about time block. I'm sure he doesn't remember it, but I was probably in year two, and Mojo said many of you will just carry book and say I'm reading for five hours. I am facing four. Me, I go to library. I leave my phone in. Maybe it was in Malaria. I'm not sure. Like, I leave my phone in Bristol and I read for two hours and I come back and I've read more than you. And I'm like, that's actually true. I learned that from Mojo. So, it, really? it said, <laughs> I remember he said that another point. Like, some people just go to library to go and press their phone. Like, they don't make maximum use yep. of time. So, for me, I realized that there had to be some balance. And that's why, even later on in year three, year four, this somewhere is so suddenly, it doesn't go home. So, four or five months straight, he hasn't gone home. His house is here in Lagos. But I realized there's some balance that has to happen in your life. So, I can say, okay, I'm studying for the first two hours of the day. Then I'm going to pray. Then I'll maybe do ISEP work for 30 minutes. Go for class. Listen when I'm listening, really. But it was, it was planned. And I was just really fortunate to have the types of friends that I could lean on. Because even at ISEC, I could lean on people like Mojo and um, um, Damila Veyadevola of Blessed Memory. Yeah. We were, yeah, we were marked together back in 2016. So being able to say, Damila, we are taking pictures at today's meeting. So will I, I'll blog at me. Okay, something like that. Having the people that could make you um, plan and take the necessary breaks was just was really good for me. Thank you, Samo. Um, for me, um, um, prioritizing is very important. So um, at the point in my second year, I got to know about ISEC from Amit and I was very much interested. So I applied and I got into ISEC. Yeah, but um, ISEC has not like me because I, I was very unserious. I was, they, they but call, you stayed. The they, fact that you stayed till the end, that means you were serious and everything, or you would have been sacked. So. I, I was sacked. <laughs> I was okay. sad. <laughs> oh, really? I think so, you actually left. I left because they were trying to fire me. So I'm like, yeah, you guys don't stress me. <laughs> so uh, I, I was sad. Uh, so as first year three, I was um, 
I was in talent management. I, I just attended meetings. People used to see my face once in a while. I was not the, they called this one the, the submarine yes. member. So um, I, I usually attended until I got involved in PADC and um, I had to be busy with marketing. So I had to, I had to prioritize. And um, unfortunately, I said, um, did not rank as high as some other things. So I had to let go, though I felt very bad because um, once my VP sees me, like, oh, God, who's this person? <laughs> so, um, I, I, I don't know. Um, this led to me not having the best relationships with um, ISECAS because they felt I was unserious. And you know how ISECAS are very passionate about what they do. So, once they see someone that is not having the same level of energy as they are, it's, it's a problem. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. People just look at me and, and later they had to sack me. I, I, I felt bad, but that was what was yes, meant to happen because, yes, um, I had the buttons. Not only I said, Enactos too. Ah. And uh, Enactos, they that was... You juggled a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah, we had the energy. I, I remember the first meeting we had at Enactos and they were like, hey, you are an engineering student, you should come up with a design that would help blind people <laughs> see. <laughs> so they're like, we were going on, on and on about this stick that blind people use as a walking stick and like it will be making sounds or so when they are coming close to um obstacles and we're like go like they regarded us they were like ah, these guys are good they are smart so we were like yeah yeah no worries we are that next cafe place where me and somebody like, were just laughing and look at these jokers they never went for another meeting i don't think they ever went for another meeting no, were you were involved in so many other things yeah yeah we, we volunteered we attended a lot of events we, we just wanted to do a lot of things and um somehow to like step aside for the others so. okay guys so in case you hear a fourth voice we have a real with us today yeah, so it's going to be here so um Amit, um, for the roles you've gotten, whilst you were in your final year, you had a full-time role at Semicolon as yeah. community manager and initiatives you've been involved in. What do you think influenced your selections and, um, and invitations part of this? Because this, some of these roles were like not just things generally known, but like people saw your capacity or abilities and brought you on board. So what do you think influenced this? Okay, so um, the result or the reward for hard work is more work, right? And um, people just say this thing, but the truth is that when you do something that appears to be amazing, then people begin to call you for all sorts of things. And um, I remember after PADC, I, I was just getting a lot of congratulatory messages because the team did a great job, right? And they're like, ah, but you guys did well, this, this, this. In fact, I wanted to talk to you about. Like, <laughs> I did a break, man. So like, so I have this idea. What if we could? Oh, good. Let me go tell it. Our club. We are looking for somebody that will. And I'm getting this every day for the next few days. And in my mind, I'm like, cause I have to be nice, cause these people are good people and they they mean well. But I also have to look out for myself. Like, okay, so I'm sorry, but I don't have time. I can recommend somebody that will X Y Z. What happened was. One of my friends, and he's somebody who we're very good, we're very good friends. He's my bro, Caleb, who's a designer. Upstruct onion. onion, exactly. We're very good friends. So, um, Caleb, someone reached out to him to do a design um, for Semicolon, 
and I think we were just supposed to do maybe logo or website, something like that. And he did it, and the person was so impressed. And this guy was like, Hey, I need to have a conversation with you. What are your goals? What are you working on? And um, Caleb shared his goals and things he was working on with that guy. That guy was like, Oh my god, I need you. So <laughs> Caleb actually joined Semicolon as a design director. So that's not like me, that was just an employee. Caleb um, is a director, right? And what happened was they were having more conversation and this guy was like, we are trying to empower as many young people as possible with technology skills. And we didn't quite think about the fact that if we're solving problems for young people, we should have young people on our team. So can you um, recommend two or three young people that will understand what this project is about and will be able to do this? So at the end of the day, Caleb recommended me and went in for uh, a meeting which turned into an interview and I got the offer. So really, I didn't, it was never in my plans that, hey, I want to have a job well, apart from school, PADC, ISEC, whatever else. Those were my my jobs, so to speak. But when the opportunity came, well, I knew I had to grab it. That's great. And it's also great to know that you also knew, because from your article, you also knew when you had to let go. Yeah. So, was academics actually suffering that much? Because that's what you said. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes and no. No, because looking back, I would probably have made the first class anyway. If I'm being entirely honest, had I not left semicolon, I would probably have made it anyway. But the amount of pressure I would have been under just to think about it, shuttling classes, um, projects and um, research class meetings, all of those things, I knew that taking a step back from the work I was doing semicolon was the right choice. Okay, that's great. Samuel, so yeah, um, how has your relationship or how have your relationships with people generally affected your learning and well being? Because from my understanding now, you guys had a click, like people. So, your relationship with people. Well, um, to be honest, what the kind of people you interact with can bring you down and can also influence you positively. So, um, in my own case, it was um, a very, very positive influence. Um, um, when I entered into school, I, I had no plans in life, to be honest. I, I, I just wanted to be just wanted to be a baby boy and allow the sweet boy. <laughs> so I did not think about anything until I met people that influenced me. So um, the kind of people you interact with would influence you. Um, it has to be one way positive or negative. So you have to like um, select the kind of people yourself. You have to determine the the, the, the um, movement you want. Do you want to move positively or negatively? So um, um, people would influence you. So you have to like ensure that the right people are around you to um, to to make the positive influence. So. You should, yeah. People influenced me very well. Um, my academics, my involvement in extracurricular activities, um, other things. The way I think now is very, very different from the way I thought. So it's people influenced me a lot. I've changed. Okay, Hamid, how has your upbringing influenced your development? Well, I don't think anything has influenced my development more. 
Um, so Alhamdulillah, and that's um, Arabic for uh, praising God, basically. But the parents I have are, well, they are educated, they are um, they're forward thinking, really. So I had I have a father that his relationships very clearly define him, and even where I live now, it's a community of him and like a few dozen people that said, "Hey, we want to live together." So I come from a background of people that were intentional. So I learned that hey, I have to be intentional about what my goals are, about what my relationship with my family, with my friends, what type of friends I'm looking for. Um, do I want to be a leader? Why do I want to be a leader? And there was this, there was this thing my mom used to send me for back in the day. They're called Brainy Educare. You should look them up. And for anybody listening, just look up Brainy Educare. They're doing amazing stuff. So it's an educational consultancy outfit. And the, the people of Brainy Educare was attending a lot of their, um, is it summer camps or um, communication or leadership or math programs? And you can't, you can't buy those things. So if you're somebody that every holiday you went for sessions where you are learning about communication, where you are learning about leadership, you're just wired to think in that direction. As opposed to someone who at age 25 says, okay, now I want to have great communication skills. The person is going to have it because all skills can be learned. But the person who got it on a platter of gold doesn't really value it. You can't quantify it. So I really think... Um, my parents are the most important influences I've had. The types of interactions I had growing up, the type of people that I got to meet as um, role models and things like that. Even reading books, my dad used to buy all these books for us back in the day and then just story books like novels. I used to read everything and play around. But all of those built up to adding value today and I'm really grateful to my so talking about books, you seem like you read a lot of books. Or do you or if even if the number of books you've read, which would you say is your best story? Yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult to say book is my best book. Um, one book that um I do read fairly actively, but I think let me just mention two books. There was th- this book, in fact three books, I mean <laughs> so there was this book, my dad bought Bought it for me in maybe 2010, The Obsession for Perfection, Cristiano Ronaldo. It's a biography of C. Ronaldo. I mean, I was a huge Ronaldo fan. So, <laughs> The Obsession for Perfection, C. Ronaldo. Uh, I don't remember the name of the author. It was a great book. And it just made me think about its dedication. Some people are blessed, but many times there's a lot of effort that goes unnoticed. So, I loved that book, and I think it motivated me to put in the work. Um, I was a big Mario fan. Now I don't like them because they feel rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think 2014, Sir Alex's book, Sir Alex Ferguson's book, um, on his days at Man United and all the success they had. So I was, I might not realize it then, but I was somewhat optimizing for success. And I think in many ways I still am. Uh, but the book I've read mo- most recently that I love is Pour Your Heart Into It by Howard Schultz, he's the founder of Starbucks. And the thing about Starbucks, because now I'm 
doing a lot of business with it. The thing about Starbucks is that it's a very admirable company because there are so many companies with different corporate cultures, blah, blah, blah. But Howard Shorts and those guys were so intentional about building as far back as the 80s and 90s, they were calling their employees, the people um, serving out the coffee, they were calling them partners. So they was involved. Exactly. So they built such an inclusive culture and it shines through and that's why they're still a market leader today. So I think those are some of the books I think are very interesting. That's great. Um Samuel, do you read? Um yes um all we see have been your biggest influences, will it be books or no books. Um uh, um I did not um, I did not have the habit of reading. I preferred reading um, adventure fiction, fiction. basically. So, um, reading motivational books did not make any sense to me, to be honest. Um, I just felt that people read boring books because um, they just want to. I don't know. I don't know. Why would you just sit down and be reading about? Um, books about people's lives. Uh, what do you want no, to give? I love, like, I actually, love like, reading about. Like, I love reading about. I love biography. That was before, that. actually. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was before. Um, so, um, as as I said before, the kind of friends I had made me realize that um, reading books is one of the best ways to learn. Reading from people's experiences. And um, that that was that was a good way. I've learned a lot, but I'm not the kind of person that keeps the title and the author in my head. I just I just keep reading, and um, what I learn just sticks. And then I I apply it unconsciously. So um, I read now. The one I'm reading at the moment is um, the Prosperity Paradox by Fosa Jomo and um, this guy's name. I forgot him again. So it clearly clears things. Yeah, yeah. So um, yes. So. Um, I'm learning a lot. Um, I've learned a lot through books. Um, last year, I read about 30 books, no motivation. I read 20 fiction and 10 non-fiction books. So um, I tend to, um, I want to keep reading books, but I've learned a lot in the, um, last year through books. I've learned a lot. So, so um, the side of family, um, who or what do you say are your greatest influences? My mentors, my mentors. I I have so many people that have actively supported me, and <coughs> my main um, family ex career mentor is um, Nasir Gewa. Is I, I met him in twenty fourteen. I was just about to get into uni, and he's a great guy. We just had a conversation. So oh, you are doing engineering? Nice. He studied engineering as well. And now he's like the business executive for um, power and power oil and gas, really. And he was just talking about how you have to be determined. You have to have plans. You have to you have to do an internship every holiday. You have to some of those things, right? And I began to follow in his plans because I was like, this is somebody that has achieved a lot. And now let's even take out all the maybe money or status or whatever. He was a genuinely nice guy. And I, I wanted to be like him in many respects. So I began to do everything he said. And um, he's, he used to set me up for internships every holiday. And by the time I graduated, I don't know, I've done at least five internships. And because of him, and not just him, but um, educational mentors, my big brothers in 
uh, people like Abba that advised me, directed me, right? And generally, some of my neighbors, some of my other people that I um, refer back to and check in with from time to time, there are at least five or six of them that I actively check in with. And these are the people that ease your affairs, basically. So I, I don't know what I would have done without them. Okay, Samuel, your influences? Um, yes, um, my parents, influence there's one important thing my parents taught me is um, to always not feel comfortable. So, um, as um, throughout my education, my primary school education, secondary school education, um, I might have come out, um, come out first, but um, by the time I showed my dad the results, it would be like, Okay, that's good. And I, I expected more. I was like, oh, you're supposed to get um, a bicycle. Oh, you get a bicycle first and or buy, buy me something. But I don't know. Other people took second, third, fourth, and their parents are buying them stores. And I'm like, what kind of parents do I have? I did not really understand, but um, now I get because um, if you are always eager to move forward, um, your sources. Uh, all what you've achieved will look like a small fit to you and um, you'd always have the ginger to to do more. So um, my parents are my greatest influence and um, my friends, basically. Okay. Um. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for part two of this interview as Amid and Samuel talk to us about what inspires and influences their drive how they get back up at their low points, and what success means to them, amongst others. Thank you.